Welcome back. This is Jim Cimbala, Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle. We are going to continue my new series, The Calling, a podcast for Christian leaders. Let's talk about the calling within our calling. The calling is what we're doing now for the Lord. Before we were born, He called us to this position of leadership in His church, the Church of Christ, the only church, the one body of Christ. But within that calling, there's another calling that applies to all. No, you say, well, no, one's called to be a teacher, another one's called to be a pastor, evangelist. No, that's true. There are separate callings within the calling. But there's one general calling to all of us that we often forget about, and much to our sadness. And the results really are not something good that the Lord wants for us because we forgot the calling within the calling. What calling am I talking about? Mark 3, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed 12 that they might be with him, that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. And then it goes on to name the ones he called, and he called Peter, and he called James and John. And that calling was to be with them. Those were the 12 disciples. They later become known to us as the apostles. Paul is added to their number later. Judas is deleted. But notice what the calling was for all of them, that they might be with them, send them out to preach. They'd have authority over evil spirits. Notice the first calling, that they might be with him. Not do for him, be with him. That's the first calling on your life and my life. No matter how you shake it, that's what the truth is going to be from God's Word. We're called to be with Him. Fellowship, communion, koinonia is the word that's generally used in this context. Not relationship. That's when you become a Christian. We're born into God's family. But a lot of people who are strong in relationship teaching hardly ever mention fellowship. But 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, To Christians, God is faithful who has called us into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ. You know, just being with Him. 1 John, first chapter, John says, What we saw when He was with us, what we heard, saw with our own eyes, that's what we're telling you. I'm paraphrasing it. Why am I telling you it? That you might have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. So to become a Christian, you need relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Not Catholic, not Protestant, those words mean nada, nothing. A personal relationship with Christ, you must be born again. But after we become born again and have relationship, how about fellowship, especially for we who are in charge of God's flock? We're shepherds, we're leaders. That was the calling on the 12 disciples, that they might be with him, with him. Now, you and I know husbands and wives can have a certificate that they're married. Do they have legal relationship? Yep. Do they have fellowship? No, they haven't said anything nice to each other in three and a half weeks. They have relationship, no fellowship. That happens with dads and daughters and moms and daughters and brothers and sisters fussing and fighting. Do they have relationship? Yeah, but they busted up their communion a long time ago. They hardly talk to each other. Oh, yeah, my sister, I talked to her about three years ago. No communion, but relationship still. So now that was the calling on the disciples. That's the calling, the apostles. That's the calling on my life and your life. And if you're type A personality 
and you're really energetic, going to do, 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 it's very hard to wait and have fellowship with the Lord. That's something that's hardly even mentioned now in most circles. We think of pastors now, especially in mega churches, as CEOs, guys with helmets on, looking at construction sites, hard hats, having staff meeting after staff meeting, organizational meeting times, let's thrash things out. Come on, let's get super organized. We gotta do this with excellence. But with all the fast-paced life of even the ministry sometimes, we forget our first calling to be with him. You know where your best sermons will come from? You can take it to the bank when you're with him. Not just talking, but listening with an open Bible. Just with him, listening. Talk to me, Lord. Then sharing your problems and your burdens. You know where you get spiritual authority? By being with him. Haven't you ever been fast-paced and running, 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 and then you get up to preaching like halfway through? As you're listening to yourself, you're going like, yuck. This thing is about as deep as a quarter inch. Why? Haven't been with the Lord. Too busy to be with the Lord. Imagine, he wants to be with us, but we don't have time for him. That's not right. When those disciples were with him, they looked forward to those times where he let the crowd go away and it was just them and him talking, asking questions, him giving private advice just to them, mm, to be with the Lord, to be with the Lord, fellowship with the Lord. Now, this is especially true, as I said, for ministers because how can we lead people into fellowship with the Lord if we're never with the Lord? We're gonna have shallow church, you know, happenings with praise and worship music, and then when the meeting's over, hardly anyone is with the Lord until the next service. That's not what God intended. He wants us to walk with him. He wants our congregation to walk with him. If they don't have a fellowship with the Lord and they're in trouble in the middle of the week and they can't get to church or talk to a pastor or counselor, what are they gonna do? In other words, they're locked into a church or a brand. They're not locked into Jesus, fellowship with Jesus. Wow. I think of the battles that I've had asking God, God, give me the discipline and the wisdom to be with you every day. He wants to be with us, and we're like, no, sorry, busy. That's crazy. You know, once I was speaking on this subject at the Billy Graham Center in Asheville, North Carolina, and Will Graham was in the front row. That's Billy Graham's grandson, really wonderful guy, man of God. Talked about it and saw him taking notes. I was hoping it would be helpful to him. And the next day I was in the bookstore signing some books. A, a new book had come out and they asked me if I would sign for those interested. He walked in and said, nope, come on, you gotta go, gotta go, pulls me out. We get in a car and we're driving and I said, where are we going, Will? He says, nope. You've been representing us in a couple places, up in Ottawa, Buffalo, and Green Bay, Wisconsin. And now uh, my father, Franklin Graham, he feels, and it's important that you meet my Grandpa Bill. He was still alive then, obviously. Grandpa Bill. I felt ill at ease. I didn't want to interrupt his day. At this time, his wife, of course, had died. He was 96 years old or whatever, and had been ill. And I said, Will, I don't want to go. I, I'm nobody, he doesn't need to meet me, interrupt his day. No, 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 it's important. Will is very aggressive. I get up the hill and there's this big rustic house. I walk in and there's Dr. Billy Graham in a wheelchair. White hair, like a prophet from the Old Testament. With sunglasses on and something in his nose to help him breathe. He had been battling pneumonia. 
Will Graham starts to introduce me. I'm ill at ease. I'm shy when I don't know someone. I say five words to him, and then Will starts standing over him and lifting his voice so his grandfather could hear him. You know, Grandpa Bill, Jim Simbler preached this message at the Billy Graham Center at the Cove. It was so good. I needed to hear it because I'm traveling. I'm now in charge of the center here, and I got so many things going on. Dr. Graham looked up and said, what did he speak on? And that was surreal. Billy Graham's asking his grandson what I spoke about that's out there. Oh no, he spoke from Mark 3 about our first calling. It was so important, Dr. Graham lifts his head again and goes, what's the first calling? He said, no, it's not that we go out and preach or write books or act like CEOs. The first calling we all have is to be with Jesus. And I needed to hear that. Dr. Graham's head is down. He just lifted it twice to say those two things. And Grandpa Bill, Will went on, I needed to hear that. That's my first calling. I can't be too busy to be with him. And Dr. Graham lifted his head and looked at me and his grandson and said, no, that wasn't for you. That was for me because I'm 96 and I need to be with Jesus. And he put his head down. Wow, Billy Graham had always known and could, didn't need for me to tell him that once we get away from being with Jesus, like Samuel Chadwick, the great Methodist preacher said, I ain't worth nothing unless I've been with Jesus. I'm not worth anything in terms of ministry and helping people unless I've been with the Lord. So come on, let's, let's turn our face toward the Lord today and say, God, Starting today by your grace and your strength and your discipline in me, every single day is going to be a day of walking and spending time alone with Jesus. God bless you.